Hello, I'm Greg Howard Jr., and this is Don't Make This Weird, the podcast. Each week, I invite a special guest to talk about their life, news, politics, and anything else that may come up. Head over to the Patreon, where you'll get the random questions game, a secret from my guest. You get some merch for being a loyal patron, and you get this uh, whole episode uncut and without this bit about joining the Patreon. So head over to patreon.com forward slash springbreak83 productions to join now. Welcome to another episode of Don't Make This Weird. Uh, this week, I am joined by a TikTok megastar. Um, she is the person who ushered me into political TikTok and um, started everything that has happened since then. Um, so if you are bothered by anything I do or annoyed by me, um, this would be the person to take it up with. Please. Join me in welcoming the Big Word Mom, Jess. Hi. Hi. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It, um, I always kind of thought we were kind of coming up concurrently with our parlor content. <laughs> <laughs> so on this podcast, we do love a good origin story. So um, tell us, take us back in time. Tell us about how you came to be? Well, um, I'm sure you've heard this many times, but um, I I downloaded TikTok very early in the pandemic and I started making content that was geared towards moms, but it was also kind of along the lines of, of doing the right thing, ranting about things that pissed me off and um, and just generally showing like a, the real side of motherhood. Um, and it, it's kind of crazy that I, I think I'm kind of in two realms on TikTok. On one side, I'm very political. Um, and on the other side, um, it's all mom group stuff. So it's making fun of the moms who want to buy their butler a Peloton or <laughs> these moms who are spending hundreds of dollars on bamboo baby baby clothes and all of the drama that comes along with that. Um, I had within the space of like two days, I had two videos go viral. Um, like in that were on those two separate sides of things. (laughs) I was scrolling Facebook and I saw, um, that there was a group um, kind of like parlor takes, um, where they were just posting kind of ridiculous things on parlor. And I saw, I said, TikTok, oops. I said, TikTok really needs to hear about this. Um, so I, I read it aloud and I said, okay, this is going to be a series, I guess. I'm just going to go look on parlor and see if I can find crazy stuff. And, um, it took off right away. Um, and then like two days later, I made the post about the actual lady who wanted to buy her Butler Peloton (laughs) and surprisingly, they kind of intermingle with each other quite a lot. Um, I found a group called Republicans for Peloton or Republicans with a Peloton. And, um, it was worse than parlor because it was a private 
group and it was a bunch of Karens, for lack of a better word, just complaining about everything having to do with the liberals, which is hilarious because Peloton spends millions of dollars supporting trans rights, gay rights, you know, everything that I stand for. Yet these women are like so hardcore into this bike and giving them money. Um, You know, so just kind of kept growing and growing. And then I started to see um, plans of people on parlor who were planning on going to this January 6th rally, you know, before it was a rally. And then I started to see people who were making like illegal plans where they were asking people to steal medical supplies so that they would have like a field medical, um, area during this, insurrection that they were planning um, for January 6th. And, you know, I had always sent the FBI screenshots because it was just the right thing to do. Um, You know, and, and so did everyone in my Facebook group that were kind of looking for crazy um, people on parlor. Um, And finally they, they reached out to me and they're like, okay, like you need to stop sending through this FBI <laughs> site. Like, like they basically got tired of me. They're like, okay, send everything to this email and, um, you know, and it'll be, you know, this'll be where all of your stuff goes. Cause there were a couple of times where, you know, I would even call and I would say, Hey, did you get the screenshot? Like this is happening. Um, and the FBI agents would laugh at me on the phone. Um, so, you know, my followers, and I think your followers as well, they, we all knew that this was going to happen. Um, and that's when things kind of peaked for me, I think. So, yep, January 6th. <laughs> um, so we're, we're, we're in the run-up to um, the anniversary. Um, is, will there... Is there going to be a return of the the parlor martyr? Yeah, actually, just yesterday I posted, um, mostly because I need a break. (laughs) (laughs) I posted um, the same parlor martyr post that I made on the 27th of December of last year. And looking back through those those days leading up to January 6th, um, that was you know, really when, you know, things started to get scary. And I think that we need to not get complacent. And even though I'm kind of tiptoeing a little bit away from the political stuff on TikTok, I think that we need to remember how that felt. And, and, you know, especially heading into a midterm year, it's so, so important. Can't let that happen again. (laughs) No, not at all. Um, so going going back to TikTok, um, who is who do you feel like is an underrated TikToker? Oh man, I mean the first person that comes to mind is my good friend Mermaid Mama Maggie. I love um, her. She she's amazing. She's so witty and she puts so much effort into her TikTok. And I haven't looked at her following count for a while, but like there was a while there where I was like, 
well, she's got to have hit a hundred thousand or whatever. And I would go back and look and she only had 20,000 followers. And, you know, she put so much of her heart and soul into her content. And I really think that people, more people need to know who she is. She's, she's, she's probably one of the people that like, you know, a lot, a lot of people hop on like the trends and the band, the bandwagons. Um, but she, she's one of the few people that like, when she does it, she knocks it out of the fucking park, like just every yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Um, who is, who is somebody you think should um, delete their TikTok account? Oh my God. Um, has that guy, um, everybody was going after a couple of weeks ago. He, he lost his account, right? So we can't talk about him. <laughs> um, no, I think he's, I think he's back. I saw um, somebody, Somebody had a video about him again today. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think he's just doing things for attention, which is why I ha- I didn't like make any, any content going after him. Um, but ultimately like that, that type of voice, as we can see from parlor, like it's so destruct- destructive, so dangerous. Yeah. Um, He's, I don't know, I don't know if you've seen this. Um, it was, it's kind of been making the rounds on Twitter right now. Um, there is um, an alpha convention, a, a male alpha convention is coming up in <laughs> Las Vegas. Um, and he, the, the type of man that they show on, on the poster, the, the speakers, if you will, um, is oh exactly God. that, that type of guy. Um, yeah, that was one of the things that um, that I had forgotten about when I was going through these parlor posts was, do you remember when um, the Proud Girls started? Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about this. And I forgot like how poorly they were treated. And it was like, Mommy. you know, it's like, what's up, honey? Downstairs and hang out with daddy, okay? But I don't know where are my the cookies. Okay, the cookies are in the red tin in the in the um in the pantry, sweetie. But where? Daddy knows where they are. Okay. Can you go shut the door? Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> special appearance. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I talking about? Uh, the uh, the proud girls. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I forgot how poorly they were treated and it's like, you know, people forget that that's one of the major things of the proud boys is, is, um, to just basically treat women like trash. (laughs) And they were like, and they were still so down for the cause. And it's like, do you, do you, do you hear yourselves right now? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, a- the leader was the MMA fighter and she was a beast. Yeah. Like she, um, and I, I don't say that admirably. Like <laughs> she, she was taking people down at, um, at black lives matter protests and was just like taking matters in her own hand with hands, which is pretty similar to what the proud boys did. But, um, you know, it's pretty sad that that wouldn't even garner respect from them because it seems yeah. like they aligned <laughs> pretty pretty well. 
do you do you think that um there because i know in shortly after like the the threats started getting made when uh the electoral college was voting um there were there were a lot of threats and then in the days following january 6th um there was heightened security do you think that um the few outliers that fbi hasn't caught yet are gonna might try something on the one-year anniversary you know i started reading this book um, which i would definitely recommend to everybody it's called zero fail and it is kind of the story of the secret service starting from essentially where they pick up is the months leading up to JFK's assassination. And it goes all the way through January 6th. Um, And it talks about the highs and the lows and how they learned from their mistakes. And until Clinton, they really, really tried to stay. And even after that, they really tried to stay, keep politics out of it. You know, they wanted to do ethically whatever they could to keep the president safe and to keep the president within the circle of trust. So like when when Clinton, when everything happened with Clinton, um, oh, I closed the door. I know, sweetie, but you have to stay out of here. You know that, honey. I want you to sit on your lap. Honey, I'm doing a podcast right now. I need you to stay down with daddy, okay? No, I'm Okay, can you sit right here? You can be on my phone, okay? Yay! Okay, put it, put it, turn the volume down, okay? Okay. Super down. Okay. I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, hey, you there? No, this way. Okay. Okay, I just need to hear it. I know you do, but if you need to hear it, then you need to go into the Graham's room, okay? Can you do that? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> um, so when everything with Clinton happened, they did not want to testify against him. Um, they felt very strongly that if if all of a sudden, you know, Secret Service agents were allowed to testify against the person that they were going to protect, the president was going to keep them at a distance. Um and then when Trump rolled around, it was kind of the opposite. Um, he he had every faith in his Secret Service agents that they were going to keep his secrets because he chose MAGA fanboys to protect him, which I guess is smart. Um, but he also instilled these people with Mike Pence. So, you know, we, in this book, you hear a lot about how um, they, they all knew where Mike Pence was and weirdly, all of a sudden Mike would, um, would leave a room and then all of a sudden, you know, the, the people with nooses would show up there and, you know, it's just, it's kind of terrifying to think about all the people within the Capitol Police, Secret Service, FBI, like, like I said, there were people who laughed at me when I was saying like, hey, this woman is asking people to steal medical supplies from their hospital, you know, because they want to start a war and like basically got hung up on. And, it, you know, it just, 
I don't know. I, I, I would like to think so, but given the lack of what's happened since, you know, all of the, the, you know, investigations have started and I just don't have much hope, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I remember, I guess it, it hasn't been that long ago. There, there was a, a story about um, Mike Pence from January 6th where like secret service was trying to get him into a car and he mm-hmm. absolutely would not get into a car with uh, his secret service agent because he was terrified that they were going to do something. Yeah. And it turns out he's probably, he's probably he's smart probably not to do right. that. Yeah. So pivoting away from politics um, for a moment, a little birdie told me you are quite the RuPaul's Drag Race fan. Yep. <laughs> um, what was your, or what is your favorite season? Oh, probably, I, I probably have to say UK season one. Um, I think those girls are just hilarious. And I think, uh, you know, I think RuPaul's really smart to expand the universe, but um you can can't really get much better than a funny, funny English queen. <laughs> that was that was actually going to be my next question. If you had watched the international iterations of of the show, um, have you watched? There's um, there's a new show on Paramount Plus, Queen of the Universe. It's the drag queen singing competition. Yeah, yeah. I think um I watched the first episode um and I'm sure I'm sure you know from my recent Instagram post. My husband is a big fan as well. Um you know, he bought he bought us tickets for um for DragCon, which is actually on my birthday this year. And he is like you have to you you will not watch this show without me. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got got my best friend Nick who is the gay man who is obviously a fan and that's kind of what brought us together and I have to be texting him while I'm watching the show and then I have to have my husband sitting next to me so it's all this like elaborate (laughs) planning (laughs) coordination you know feat that we have to figure out so I've only watched the first episode um I'm really surprised Jan is not in it because if Jujubee is in it then how maybe, come Jan was? Maybe, maybe they're setting up Jan for like a the next season. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then my other my other hot take on that is: um, Does Trixie Mattel ever close her mouth in no. the rest of the episodes? <laughs> I wanted to make a meme about it because it seems like whenever you they're like they cut to her, she's just like ah, she says her <laughs> mouth open. Um, the newest season of Drag Race has a um, has a straight man on it. Mm-hmm. Um, would you ever consider dabbling in in the drag to uh, be on the show? Oh, absolutely! Um, I have a friend who's a straight man who likes to dress in drag. You know, it, it's I think especially with the most recent UK season too. Um, you know, you had a cis female, um, I think it's opening up the realm and obviously with the popularity of the show, um, you know, I think that it's, it's 
kind of a natural progressive progression. I'm glad to see it, it going that way. You know, my local drag bar has um, a bio queen. Um, and I've thought about asking her a couple of times <laughs> if she would let me, you know, help me, you know, kind of evolve into that. Um, I don't look good in a wig though. Yeah. I gotta say it makes my, like I have a long face and it makes it look even longer. So I definitely need a drag queen's help. <laughs> that was when I did, did drag, I was, I was very anti-wig specifically for that reason, because it's, mm-hmm. it, I become like. Carrie Bradshaw horse face like it's just it's a lot going on <laughs> well that could be your snatch game <laughs> yes <laughs> I, 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 I would do it in one of those um like silicone horse head masks with the wig on yeah <laughs> and like the the tank top and the tutu that would that would yeah. be the whole look oh god I I would pay for that I would pay to see that <laughs> So do, do you have a drag name picked out? Oh, I do not. But I have to tell you, my four-year-old son came up with his drag name. And I think it's genius. Um, my four-year-old son, with no prompting from us. I mean, we asked him. We said, like, you know, because he watches RuPaul too, um, the appropriate parts. And uh, I said, what would your drag name be, Kai? And he said, without even hesitating, he said, Marshmallow. That's fantastic. <laughs> that is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> so um, maybe a nod to him. That would that would be awesome. That would be a, that would be an adorable backstory that could launch yeah. you into the finale. <laughs> Everybody loves a good backstory like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you are you playing the uh, the mobile app, the RuPaul's Drag Superstar mobile app? You know, I saw that. Is it good? I, I haven't it's, started playing it yet, but um, it's it, it. I just I I had to I I forgot to talk. <laughs> um, it's it's one of those games that like you can you can put down and walk away from and and come back to it later and not obsessively mm-hmm. play. I obsessively play it. Um, it's good. It's good fun. Um, you, you get to create your own drag queen and mm-hmm. there's like, there's mini challenges and like maxi challenges and shit. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. So I highly, awesome. highly recommend it. Yeah. Well, if you, um, if you like get anything from sending me an invite or whatever, send it on <laughs> over. <laughs> I don't think I do. I'll have to, I'll have to check that out though. So we are going to actually pivot back um, into politics for a moment. Uh, We are now at the part of the show where I take a deep dive into my inbox and pull out a letter from a listener for my guest to answer. Um, This week's episode comes to us from Jenny. Jenny with a G, I like that. Um, In Chicago, hello Jenny, thank you for listening to the show, thank you for writing in. Jenny would like to know, do you think Trump will be held accountable for his part in what happened on January 6th? I would love to say yes. Um, But unfortunately, I just, I, again, due to the lack of 
stuff and accountability that's been held since then, unfortunately, I'm going to say no. Um, you know, I think, I think history will, um, will reveal the equivalent, you know, I don't think that he's going to serve time. Um, but like, even with the zero fail book that has just came out, come out and with the Bob Ward words of the world and <clears throat> everybody who is painstakingly trying to reveal the things that happened, you know, I think that, um, I, I don't think that, I think that with time, we're going to know more, um, my husband is a golf pro and I think knowing what I know about that realm, I think the biggest punishment from him would be that more people know that he cheats at golf. So (laughs) I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it my, my personal mission to uh, make sure that, that everybody knows that at least, Um, you know, I think that would hurt him the most because that's what means the most to him. So make sure all of his golf courses fail and let everyone know that he's a big fat cheater. I feel like didn't like wasn't there a famous golfer who like came out and was like you know this this dude cheat like at everything yeah 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 um I think I even some content about it um maybe that that's it's I, probably from you that I <laughs> that I know that yeah yeah I can't remember the guy's name but even before um the election it was well known within the PGA community that he cheats and, you know, at his golf courses, he's got, um, he takes the governor off of his, um, his one and only golf cart that only he gets to use so that he can race up above in front of people and kick his ball or throw his ball. And, you know, he won't let anybody else get in his golf cart with him. And, um, he's just like, I think even Tiger Woods has acknowledged it. Um, you know, I, I, and that kind of brings to mind another thing that, that I read about in the secret service book, which was that he wouldn't allow anyone who wait or like remotely anywhere close to looking like perfect, um, to be in his secret service detail. And he would like, constantly complain be like that guy's too fat he's not gonna save me and like but then he would try to ditch him on the golf course (laughs) (laughs) i mean the 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 obsession with his obsession with other people's looks is just absolutely astounding um because yeah the self-awareness or lack Especially thereof. given how he looks. <laughs> right. <laughs> we are now at the end of the show. Um, in this little portion of the show, you, if you would like, uh, you can plug anything that you have coming up. Um, you can drop your social media handles, just anything that you would like. Yeah, I mean... Um... My TikTok handle is the big weird mom. And now I'm mostly posting on um, my backup account, which is just big weird mom. Um, Still kind of deciding what to do with that. My first, my first account is way shadow banned. So I don't even know what to do with it. Um, You know, I, 
I've started recording a podcast separate from the one that, that I started with Crazy Mother Runner um, called The Big Word Family, um, which has been a lot of fun for me. And I really can't wait to, to share it with everybody. Um, kind of building off of my story as being born into a lesbian family and, you know, how it's affected my life and, and interviewing other parents who kind of are parenting outside of the box and trying to raise good humans. Um, uh, my Instagram is the big word mom also. Um, and I started a group on Facebook called mom group dumpster fires, where people can bring all of the dumpster fires to me. (laughs) Um, but that's it for right now. Um, got a couple balls up in the air, but mostly just really excited about my podcast. Well, when you launch the podcast, uh, you will, you will have to come back and we'll, we'll talk about yeah. it, be it, be it this show or one of, one of the five or six others that I've got two, <laughs> two, two are happening. I have, I have three other shows and then two more are coming. After, so nice. You, you will have to come and be on one of those when your um, podcast launches. Anytime, anytime you thank like to you. have me, I will be there. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here this evening. Um, yeah. It has been an absolute pleasure. It has been an absolute honor. Um, this I have I have been waiting for this episode. Um, this is <laughs> each 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 series. There there's an episode that. I'm re I get really really excited about and this mm-hmm. was this was oh this was my big you. one this series um so thank you and like I said anytime you want to come back to this show or any of the others you are you are more than welcome I always have a place absolutely I'll be there <laughs> yay If you enjoyed this episode please consider subscribing and if you're on Apple Podcasts leave us a review If you didn't enjoy this episode, why the fuck are you even still here? If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email us at don'tmakethisweirdpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at sb83productions, on Instagram at springbreak83productions. Don't Make This Weird is a Spring Break 83 production.